in a relentless battle against the forces of evil, Super Argo is watching. Watching the mountain home of a master criminal where deep in the ancient dungeons, an electronic brain controls an army of robots. Super Argo is watching. Watching a diabolical plan to unleash a horde of faceless monsters on the helpless world. One man against the strongest, cruelest, most dangerous team of evildoers ever conceived by the brain of a power-mad mastermind. Super Argo and the faceless giants. The eyes of Super Argo are watching, searching, asking, who is the mad scientist? What is the secret power he controls? Can the strength of Super Argo overcome these mysterious creatures in their insane bid to rule the world? Super Argo and the Faceless Giants. Who is the traitor? The answer lies in the action-packed, thrill-filled, spectacular adventures of Super Argo and the Faceless Giants. Super Argo and the Faceless Giant. Dateline Jessoon is next on the Gridley Wave Network. From the Chicago Bureau of the Barsoonian Blade. Dateline Jessoon. Panth and Press Production. For fans of Edgar Rice Burroughs and Pulp Adventure, here's your host, Elmo. Welcome to show number 44. Somehow I managed to miss Super Argo and the Faceless Giants but I caught the trailer for it on my cable system's on-demand service. And it, uh, well, actually, it doesn't make me want to watch it, but maybe I'll check it out sometime if I come across it. Now, I know there's a lot of listeners to this podcast who are not members of the organization called the Burroughs Bibliophiles, which is sort of the umbrella organization that uh, unites a lot of fans and organizes the yearly dum-dum conventions that I talk about. Uh, there, at, the, at the 2007 dum-dum in Louisville in August, there was some good discussion at the Bibliophiles uh, board meeting about sort of the future of the organization and in particular discussion how local chapters like the group that I'm a member of the Chicago Muckers uh, can organize and sort of stay together and help keep Burroughs fandom alive and I wanted to play for you some of that discussion and coming up here is Huck Huckenpoller who is the secretary for a group I used to belong to a number of years ago when I lived in Virginia, the National Capital Panthens. Um, and here's sort of 
what Huck had to say about how that group formed and how they keep their interest going month to month and year to year. In 1960, they clearly intended for the, the central office to be like a federation of local chapters. Most of these no, local chapters never got off the ground. A very few popped up and then died out. And about six or eight years ago, uh, a fellow in Israel sent Danton Burroughs a letter asking how to set up a local chapter. Danton forwarded the letter to Bill Ross, who in turn handed it over to me because I'm the secretary and I'm supposed to do the correspondence. So <clears throat> what I came up with, first of all, getting a, getting a local chapter set up, you've got to have a mailing list. Uh, we used the, at that time, brand new uh, Burroughs Bibliophiles directory, which had just come out in, in 96. Uh, we used... Bill Ross's uh, ERB collector mailing list. We used Mike Conran's uh, ERB News Dateline mailing list. Put together all of the people in the local Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area and sent each of them a little invitation to come to my place on September whatever it was, 1996, for a four-minute four meeting of the National Capital Pampanks. Uh <clears throat> Your best bet now, I guess, is to contact Joan if you want to get the uh, <coughs> Burroughs Bibliophiles member for your local area or region. Give me what states you want, and I'll send you an address. Uh, next thing is to establish a set meeting time. Uh, one of the problems with the <coughs> Apes of Gotham, the New York chapter, was that they could never get any two people together on the same day. <laughs> We decided early on, first Sunday of every month, barring some uh, other circumstance, first Sunday of every month would be the meeting, 2 o'clock p.m. And in the beginning, we alternated between a local boarders in Rockville and a member's home. Eventually, the boarders kicked us out because I guess we weren't buying enough books. So now we meet at a member's home every month. And our December meeting is setting up the schedule for the following year. The only times that it would not be the first Monday, first Sunday of the month would be if it's in the middle of the, like this month, it's in the middle of the dum-dum. Everybody's here. Nobody's going to be back at the <laughs> uh, world cons, cat plays, things like that. Uh, other than that, it's always first, first Sunday of the month. Uh, people know that's when it is. If they want to schedule their lives around it, that's fine. If they want to give priority to other things, then they don't make it to the meeting. Uh, and then, as I say, we set a regular rotation among the members. I host the November meeting every year and usually one other meeting. Uh, John Tyner hosts the December meeting, which is when we do our planning. Uh, <clears throat> publicity. We advertise it. We keep people in the Gridley Wave posted. We have an online website that uh, appraises people when our 
when our meetings are and what our t meeting topic is each month. Uh, we notify people via the list servers. Uh, and then we know that we have put up notes in local books, uh, used bookstores, new bookstores, people where, wherever people are likely to look for books. Uh, finance. We have no officers, but we do have an unofficial treasurer, which is John Tyner, who keeps track of our uh, sale of T-shirts, the money we get in from selling T-shirts, the dues that we charge non-local members, because about half of our membership now is outside the local D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. We got Lawrence from England, we got a couple in Germany. Uh, Wait, we have the unofficial treasurer, who's, who's John Tyner. We have the unofficial secretary, who's me. I take the minutes each month and send them off to, to Bill Ross, who then puts them in some sort of logical sequence and mails out the <laughs> monthly newsletter. So everybody, everybody who's a member gets the monthly newsletter. If you're at the meeting, you also get what we call the Panthan Journal, which is something Bill thought up at the first meeting. He brought in a single... Uh, email message that he had uh, sent out, printed off copies for everybody, and we now put, we now produce 25 copies each month of something from our collection that we think may be of interest to others. Bill takes them all off and staples them with his particular crinkly staples that <laughs> prove you've got a first edition if you've got the crinkly staples. Uh, and we have copies of, of our extras over on the Pan Pan table for ten bucks a piece. Uh, <clears throat> Commercial time, sir. This is, well, uh, these, are, these are things that are enticements to attend meetings. We, do, we try to provide people a reason to come. Not your wonderful company? Well, everybody, we... Most of us are friends, which means that we do get along, uh, but we do, uh, and the, the, now the, the, I notice the muckers have followed our example in producing the mucker magazine. Uh, the monthly newsletter, the host of the meeting is responsible for duplicating, and when, when Bill puts together the final copy of, of the newsletter, he sends it to the last meeting host who copies it, sends out to each of the members. Another thing we've done is to institute the, the concept of local of monthly discussion topics. Now we don't always get around to them, but at least we have something that we can plan ahead and think. Okay, the next next month is comic strips. What am I going to say about comic strips? And we'll have a discussion, hopefully focused on that topic. Excuse me, Huck. Yeah. Uh, is there actually a I mean, you've been doing this for 10 years now. I think you've now got a long list of all the various topic uh, discussions which you've actually had over those oh, yeah. 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I guess it actually... It, it doesn't... The topic list does not go all the way back. I think we really started that about 2001 or 2002. Okay. So, but if anyone actually wants to start a, a local chapter, they could... They could, they could go to our website, um, yeah. Okay, so you can go to your website and you... Tariezen.com. Uh, it, it, it just gives them a, a, an idea where they can uh, right. have, a, have a discussion. Okay. Right. Uh, we've managed to, when when uh, Don Grant put out the March of the Doorstep and uh, You Lucky Girl, 
we managed to get bulk discounts for our members. Uh, when he did the reprint of the Heinz book, we managed to order them in bulk and get a 40% discount for the members. So that's an enticement to be a member of a local chapter and to attend meetings. Uh, we try to keep a project going. We've uh, now our local group has hosted a dum dum and two e-coughs and a combination <coughs> dum dum e-cough. Uh, the Chicago group has not yet, but I th I, their prototype hosted the uh, 95 dum uh, 2005. Dum Dum in Oak Park. Most of the most of the people who hosted that are now members of the <laughs> Muckers. And in publications, we whenever we host a Dum Dum or Nikoff, we collect the most interesting things out of the monthly journals and publish a Pampan Journal highlights. And I think the last one just sold yesterday on our table over there. But we've done four of those now. We're now working on an, on a shift type uh, publication, the ERB the Second Century, which is a combination of uh, fanfic, uh, analytical articles, uh, artwork, whatever people contribute. I've, I've put in one fiction piece and one analytical piece and one that's sort of halfway between. Uh, <coughs> Hopefully this will be, we, we keep hoping to have this out by the next Dum Dum. Now, whether this will be out by 2008, our editor has had numerous family and personal problems and has not been able to work on it for several months now. So it's sort of in abeyance, but we will keep working at it, and eventually it will be done. Uh, next thing I'd like to point out is that some of the things that kill local chapters. First thing, is, as, as a mentioned earlier, inability to agree on meet meeting dates. You can't get two people together, you're not going to have much of a meeting. Boredom. Uh, people stare, sit around and stare at the same faces every time they get together and have nothing to say, then yeah, it can get tired. Third thing is drones. We, we've been fortunate that virtually all of the Pan fans are active, do their part to keep the outfit going. Uh, I think that the worst example was the Atlanta bookies who hosted the 94 Dum Dum and immediately disintegrated because two people did all the work and the other five just sat around and watched. And when one of the two people moved to California, that was the end of the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, the, fi the final thing I would say is these are suggestions that worked for us in the Panther. Your local group may have an entirely different sort of people in it, may have an entirely different geographic uh, area, so you need to adapt all of these to your own situation. Just because they work for the fan fans doesn't mean they'll work for anybody else. Bill Ross, another founder of the Panthans, added a couple more comments. But like this convention, it's just a bunch of Burroughs friends getting together with other Burroughs friends. And uh, 
know, some of you that do live in bigger cities, I, I would encourage you to try to uh, find those boroughs friends. But as to the future of the boroughs, bibliophiles, I have no solutions at all. Um, I remember George came to me and he said, I want to start the boroughs bibliophiles again. And he asked me if I would go to Bob Hyde and, and ask Bob if that would be okay. And, and Bob's answer was, it's time for you young guys to take over now. Well, now George is that situation. <laughs> so we're going to have to have some young guys step forward. That's all I have to say. So I played that discussion for you folks who maybe are not members of the Burroughs Bibliophiles, uh, but you know I don't know why you wouldn't be if you're a Burroughs fan. It's uh, $35, which uh, frankly it doesn't mean that you need to do anything with the organization. You get a wonderful quarterly full-color glossy magazine, uh, the Burroughs Bulletin, with your membership, which is, it's worth the price of that alone to become a member. And maybe some of you have thought about starting your own chapter of the Bibliophiles, like we did here in Chicago with the Muckers, uh, as the Panthans before us did, and also before us as as the L.A. suburbs have done, uh, forming their chapter out on the West Coast. So it's something to think about. Um, Or maybe all you need for your fandom is to keep tuning in to Dateline Jessum. And that is fine as well. However you express your fandom, I'm uh, happy to be here. And uh, I guess that wraps it up for show number 44. I will talk to you in about two weeks. This is Elmo from the Barsoomian Blade Bureau in Chicago, signing off. Super Argo is watching. Watching a diabolical plan to unleash a horde of faceless monsters on the helpless world. (laughs) 